Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Brian Colbert Kennedy, and this is Important Not Important. This is the audio version of our community's Webby and Shorty-nominated newsletter. If you're new here, welcome! Your newsletter pairs the most vital science news of the week with specific data-driven action steps that you can take to fight for a better future for everyone. You can get your newsletter in your inbox at importantnotimportant.com or from now on, just listen to it right here. Before we get into the news, a quick nod to this week's chaos. We've been sitting here for a while trying to figure out how to adapt our first real newsletter back from the holidays for this week's State of Affairs. You signed up for a reason, but it's a little wild out there. We've got a bunch of new community members too. What do they expect? A treatise on how 400 years of intentional choices led to a man in a Viking hat briefly lording over the Senate chambers? Maybe. But we're going back to first principles and the original intention behind the first newsletter to curate the most important science news updates of the week, to provide analysis of those, and to offer action steps for you to take to improve your life and the world around you. That's the point, after all, to remind you of what's going on below us, above us, all around us, despite everything. Not that a lawless terrorist coup instigated by the president himself isn't important. This coup, like any other, is a threat to all of our lives, and that should be met with devastating consequences, including impeachment, removal, expulsions, an on-off switch for Facebook, and lots and lots of jail time for lots and lots of people. But what's most important is to remind you that it too shall pass. Ring, ring, Nancy. And when it does, the climate crisis will still be here. COVID will still be here. Massive clean energy, clean food, water, air, and transportation opportunities will still be here waiting for us to grab on. So whether you're new here or a longtime member of our community, allow me to reintroduce myself. This is Important Not Important, the newsletter that pairs curated vital science news with analysis and action steps to fight for a better future for everyone. I invite you to use it in combination with our Webby-nominated podcast to help us crack the world's hardest problems. Let's go. Here's what happened this week. In climate change and clean energy news, context is everything. Our community has spent our entire existence taking as much action as we can to fight the climate crisis. However much ass we've kicked, though, however many policymakers, investors, and CEOs we've directly influenced, the elephant in the room has been an inability to pass any meaningful federal legislation. It looks like that may very well end on January 20th. Georgia, fucking Georgia, has two Democratic senators, and when you include Vice President-elect Harris— the big tent party of action suddenly has the slimmest possible majority to enact ambitious climate and clean energy bills galore. Will it still be difficult? Of course. See the big tent reference above. And despite progress we can make through budget reconciliation, the filibuster has got to go. But we've got an entirely new lens with which to view our abilities, and the possibilities are breathtaking. Look at these headlines and think of them in terms of what we can do now instead of just what we have to do. Rooftop solar could save Americans half a trillion dollars just as 2020 disaster costs doubled year over year to over 95 billion. Carbon pricing isn't the one ring to rule them all, but these enormous, enormous wind turbines are definitely part of the fellowship of the doing everything we can do ring. Wall Street wants in on the Colorado River, which is down 20% over the past 20 years. Much of that decrease is from warming, paralleling California's meager snowpack again. Buckle up. Speaking of warming, while we're flailing at 1.5 degrees Celsius, cities, half tree canopies, half redlined heat deserts might be headed toward an increase of 4.5 degrees Celsius. That's 40 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm not even talking about sea level rise here. Moving to Miami from Silicon Valley, 
do I have a story about an impossible seawall for you? What'll help cities stave off feeling like an instant pot? Bikes, e-bikes, public transportation, gas automobiles going bye bye and faster than you can imagine. And of course, Exxon going out of business with these emissions, they'll have to. Here's how you can take action. Use fivecalls.org to call your reps and let them know that with a slim majority in hand, you're watching to make sure that they use it to save the planet. Five Calls uses your zip code to auto-load your reps, their contact info, and a script tailored for you. It's easy. Do it. In COVID news, back to your regularly scheduled pandemic. You've read that the first round of vaccinations is taking quite a while. Let's clear up why that's happening. One, states and cities have no money left after a year of pandemic spending. Congress just approved a boatload of necessary funding, but it's not magic. Standing up the infrastructure to vaccinate the entirety of the only habitable planet in the galaxy is expensive and complicated. State health departments could have planned better, but the constraints remain. On top of vaccinations, they're dealing with testing, tracing, keeping people's water on, oh, and everything else a health department does in a normal non-pandemic month. Two, hospitals are completely overwhelmed and exhausted. The U.S. was short about 125,000 nurses before the pandemic. Three, the first doses arrived right around the holidays. Four, you've heard arguments that we should just give everyone first shots instead of saving second shots for the first round of folks like nursing home residents. Reminder, the issue in most places is not the availability of vaccines, it's the rate of vaccinations. We have more than enough on hand and we don't have much data on the effect of mass half doses. Have no doubt, a new administration will provide more money and vastly more direction. The bar is low. For more context on what COVID meant for society, we cannot recommend enough The Plague Year by Lawrence Wright. A long read, but an essential one. The link is in the newsletter. Okay, great. So what about going forward? First, the good news from MIT by way of Science Journal, quote, COVID-19 patients who recovered from the disease still have robust immunity from the coronavirus eight months after infection, according to a new study. The result is an encouraging sign that the authors interpret to mean immunity to the virus probably lasts for many years, and it should alleviate fears that the COVID-19 vaccine would require repeated booster shots to protect against the disease and finally get the pandemic under control. End quote. Great. That is great. Awesome stuff. Take the W. Now, what about those new strains that you've heard about? Well, They're both more transmissible, which isn't great because we're already in a race against time, see vaccination holdups above. A 50% increase over each new generation is decidedly not helpful. Those of you in the UK can attest to how quickly this baby can get out of hand. The B117 strain is already on US shores, may very well be behind LA's catastrophic winter, let me tell you, I'm here in it, and without massive increases in testing and vaccines, will cause all hell to break loose again. Here's how you can take action. Despite the first week of 2021 feeling very much like a direct over-the-top sequel to the terrible movie that was 2020, the year will continue and we will eventually adapt. But we need to continue to reframe not only our lifestyles, but how we think. No one has been better at analyzing what this virus has done to society than the Atlantic's Ed Yong. For his last piece on the pandemic, he explored what to expect in year two. Read it at the link in our newsletter. In medicine news, In the meantime, COVID's rightfully distracted a lot of science, scientists, and science funding. If it hadn't, we probably wouldn't have the treatments and vaccines that we have today. But that doesn't mean the train stopped entirely. One example includes immunotherapy research, where we might have figured out a key to cracking breast cancer treatments. But the real winner might be CRISPR. Here's one example from Wired. 
Quote, last summer, doctors in Tennessee injected Victoria Gray, a 34-year-old sickle cell disease patient, with billions of her own stem cells that scientists in Massachusetts had reprogrammed with CRISPR to produce healthy blood cells. The hours-long infusion made her the first American with a heritable disease to be treated with the experimental gene-editing technology, and it appears to be working. This July, Gray celebrated a year of being symptom-free, end quote. Here's how you can take action. Up to 10% of black people in America are affected by sickle cell. CRISPR Therapeutics is looking for partnerships with universities and other research organizations, so reach out to them at the link in the newsletter. In food and water news, beef, it's what's destroying the Amazon. Most people enjoy a good burger. The problem is every burger comes not only with direct health implications, but myriad environmental complications as well, all the way down to deforestation. Plant-based meat is taking off, Beyond's market cap is thriving, Impossible is delicious, but it's still a drop in the ocean. Of course, it doesn't help that a huge chunk of our meat comes from Brazil. From Bloomberg Green, quote, Brazil's Amazon region has suffered more deforestation this year than any in the past decade. The lax environmental policies of President Jair Bolsonaro bear some of the blame, so too does climate change, but much can be laid at the feet of cattle farmers. Most cows in Brazil, the world's largest beef exporter, are grass-fed. Ranchers in the precious biome use bulldozers, machetes, and fire to make room for pasture land, a practice that's illegal but so widespread that it's almost impossible for strapped regulatory teams to root out. A study published in Science in July showed at least 17% of beef shipments to the European Union from the Amazon region and Cerrado, Brazil's savanna, may be linked to illegal forest destruction. The sheer size of the country's beef industry, 2.5 million ranchers, 2,500 slaughterhouses, and about 215 million heads of cattle spread across 3.3 million square miles, is one reason the big meat packers say they've struggled to keep tabs on their suppliers. Another hurdle? Brazil's government, which requires ranchers to file documents detailing the movements of their cattle, keeps that paperwork largely to itself. Here's how you can take action. You know about buying plant-based meat, But did you know you can invest in it too, specifically through Beyond? And there's plenty of other smaller cap healthy food stocks out there. I'm looking at baby food. For that, check out Else Nutrition Holdings. All right, here's some quick hits. Other science might have been paused because of COVID, but that doesn't mean we can't use what we've learned to speed up other vaccine development. In the meantime, low-income children are suffering tremendously. Great. California is packed with low-income children, black and brown children who over-index on air pollution and wildfire smoke. California currently doesn't do enough prescribed burns to prevent extreme wildfires, but they're starting soon. Blackouts from fires and other heat-related overloads could be prevented with residential solar and batteries, which is helpful because big power plants and long-distance transmission lines clearly can't do it on their own. All right, that's it for this week. To go deeper on any of the news or to find your action steps, go to importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. We hope you're doing well after this crazy week. Here's hoping for a better... Week two of 2021. Thanks as always for being a part of our community and thank you for giving a shit. And thanks for putting up with my cracky voice today. Have a great weekend, everyone.